Hi there. This is Lewis Kerman, host of Warren Upstage at my Warren blog. And you probably have already noticed that the sound quality is different. And that's because we are recording this during the statewide lockdown. And since we don't really have a whole lot going on in the city of Warren as far as stage work, I thought, you know, we could talk about something else. You may not know this. I host a segment on TV Warren's program, The Spotlight, called Keeping It Real. Well, I thought, why don't I invite some theater folk and we can talk about movies and TV that we watch to pass the time while this is going on. And while I may have the occasional uh, contribution from my seven-month-old son in the background, I uh, actually am going to be talking to some of the main people from Warren Civic Theater. So joining me are Joe Colosi, Greg Trescoma, and Hi. Katie Pavlik. Howdy. Howdy. Hello. So guys, what do you watch to pass the time? <laughs> Just about anything. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched a lot of stuff. Watched a lot of crap. Some good stuff. Some some really good stuff, but also <sighs> some real deep channel surfing and real deep uh some real deep cuts on Netflix and uh, and some pretty bad YouTube videos. I see. Yeah, for me, I've actually been working full time remotely this whole time, so my television watching has not increased too much. Uh, definitely got caught up on Tiger King because it's now in the zeitgeist, and you have to be fully aware of that. So I've I've done my due diligence there, and. Uh, Rewatching some old started rewatching Community actually that just showed up on Netflix as well, and uh, yeah, uh, YouTube videos is probably a good one too. Just something in little five and ten minute chunks to to help pass a few minutes by on the weekend. And then over at my house, um, I'm working part time out of the house and part time in the house because um, my business is considered essential, so I have to go in every once in a while and do some things at the location and then I can do some stuff from home. Um, but we've been, uh, we've been rewatching a lot of psych and the office and Brooklyn nine, nine. And then we found some musicals on uh, streaming all over the place. So we saw newsies the other day. I think we saw hairspray when this first happened. So uh, yeah, we're, we're still trying to get our musical fix going on. Were you watching those Tyler found it. I, I don't remember if it was on Netflix. I think it might have been Netflix. Okay. I don't know. Ty found it. <laughs> it's already proven fruitful for me, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been finding some, some interesting theater stuff online. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber has been uh, releasing stuff uh, bit by bit. Uh, some pretty cool recordings. And uh, some website called Broadway HD. That's yes. been offering a uh, seven day free trial. I'm not, I'm not connected with Broadway HD in any way for this plug, <laughs> but, uh, but they've, they've got, uh, they've got a really big library of video recordings of Broadway shows uh, in high def. And uh, it's really cool. Yeah. I saw that too. I'm just not yeah. techy enough to figure out how to do it on my computer or on my TV. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Broadway in HD. Uh, there was a time back in the golden days of uh, television, I suppose. Uh, there was a lot of theater being broadcast. There was before 12 Angry Men, there was the live TV version. And yeah. for the life of me, I'm not, I'm 
I'm drawing a blank as to who starred in it, but it was uh, directed by uh, Franklin J. Schaffner, who would later go on to direct Planet of the Apes and win an Oscar for Patton. But there was the stage a, production. I don't know if it was right. an American Playhouse, but it was an early like live TV um, yeah. production because apparently that's where a lot of you know a lot of those uh, directors from that era later transitioned into movies like John Frankenheimer, Sidney Lumet. Um, yeah, because Lumet directed that in the film. Yes, yes, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when New York was was a, a center for live television. Yeah, that's, that's Johnny Carson used to be out of New York and all the chat shows and stuff. And then that all kind of moved out to the West Coast. And then in recent years has moved back with with uh, Letterman and uh, and then the generations to follow. Before they got rid of all of their uh, VHS tapes, um, I only saw it once, but at the library they had. And I'll have to cut this out. Um, <laughs> they had, I don't know how they got it, but there was a, um, a live broadcast. I think it was, yeah, Play of the Week, Waiting for Godot, starring Burgess Meredith and Zara Mostel. Fantastic. And that was, yeah, that was pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So anyways, Katie, as far as um, shows you've been getting caught up with, uh, well, mostly like just TV series. Are there any uh, are there any movies that you uh, will revisit from time to time? Um, trying to think, what did I watch the other day that my husband thought was hilarious because it was old? Um, I don't remember now. I just kind of scroll through the guides and go, "Oh, I haven't watched that in a long time," and I just click on it. Uh, how about you, Joe? It's mostly TV. I I've lost my attention span for movies. I feel like <laughs> it's it's getting harder for me to sit. <laughs> Plus, I've got two little ones here too that so I've got to keep the content pretty g-rated up until nine o'clock and then after that i don't want to start a movie at 9 30 at night i'm too old for that <laughs> and greg how about you i've been working from home since uh since the lockdown yep. we're pretty much here at the house 24 7 all the time the tv is uh off right now but that's been one of the few moments it's probably been off in the last several weeks catching up on older stuff mrs Maisel. We've uh, finally we've finally gotten into that. Speaking of uh, uh, shows based out of New York, or at least pretending to be based out of New York, uh, been consciously resisting binge watching. We've been trying to stretch things out a bit rather than just kind of sit down and 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 plow through the whole thing. Watch an episode, and then uh, we'll come back tomorrow or the next day and just give it a little time to sort of process and 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 let it weigh on you a little bit rather than just the all-you-can-eat buffet, boom, 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 and and uh, not being able to really fully appreciate each individual thing because there's so much. We've been, I've been trying to break it down. And uh, I think I've watched the Joe Para series about three times now. You know Joe Para? I can't say I'm familiar. Yeah, Joe Para is on Adult Swim, and he has a show that uh, – He's kind of a young man, but he plays a, a sort of a senior citizen young man. Guy's probably in his 30s, but he plays a character that seems like he's in his 70s, just in the way that he moves and his worldview. And it, it's set up in the UP in Marquette. It's just a really sweet Midwest set, slow-paced, kind-hearted, beautiful. If, if you get a chance, he's, he's interviewed on uh, Stephen Colbert's show. You can see him. He's on there a couple of times. That's how I met him. We, we were just watching Colbert one night and was like, who is this? This is really interesting. And then chase that down. It's like, okay. And each episode of the series is only maybe about 12 or 15 minutes long. I think there's a couple of them that are stretched out to close to a half hour. But uh, 
but currently that gets my highest recommendation. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand what you mean about uh, binge watching and, and just kind of staying away from it. The uh, the only person that's uh, binge watching in my house right now is my wife. She's been revisiting Thirty Rock, and uh, actually, since HBO has made a lot of their content uh, free uh, to non-subscribers, I've become a big fan of Barry. Is anybody familiar with that one? Yeah. Yeah, we managed to get. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we managed to get through uh, the first season in about four nights, but it was a little too little too much for my wife. So we (laughs) we took a break uh, the next night and watched uh, the Talking Heads concert film. Stop making sense. That makes sense. Yeah, classic. Not seen it recently, but while you're on there, I highly recommend Veep as well. Oh yeah, she she watched that as well. I can't remember how many seasons she got through of that. I think maybe the first three. No, it's pretty solid. One of the fun things I've found to watch is at least four of the late night comedian shows. They've started up broadcasting again and you get to see Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and Seth Meyers. I don't think James Corden's doing it. And Conan O'Brien just started doing it. He picked up his show again. And, uh, and basically their show doesn't look any better than this one right now. <laughs> it's, <laughs> It's we're coming to you from Jimmy Fallon's kitchen and uh, everybody's got uh, it, it's amazing to see these uh, really high profile network and movie stars being picked up by really, as my son says, potato microphones <laughs> and, and, and pretty simple technology. Yeah. The, the other thing I find fascinating, too, is as you're watching some of those, they'll, they'll zoom or whatever they use to get into it. I find it fascinating to look at rooms and celebrities homes. Yeah, it's it just and sometimes it's just a single room and it's just a green wall with and you're just like, huh, maybe watching and you're like, hey, there's an Emmy Award back there, I think. And it's like, hey, well, of course there is. They've won several. Why Why would that not be yeah. in this shot right now? But uh, I don't know. I just find it weirdly fascinating. I have caught online. John Krasinski started a small show uh, and that's been absolutely terrific. The, the SGN, which is the Some Good News. Have you seen that one, Greg? I've not. There's only about two episodes. I think I highly recommend it. It's it's a it's John Krasinski hosting a news show dedicated exclusively to good news. Uh, and, I've seen uh, the advertisements for it on Facebook. I just yeah. haven't clicked on it yet. They're about ten or twelve minutes, and they're they're pretty they're pretty intense. And he'll he'll go through a bunch of stories, and then he'll he'll uh, interview somebody. Uh, sometimes, usually not a celebrity, just somebody who was inspirational this week. And he'll just set up a call with a ten year old kid who got out of the hospital and is really excited about you know, being back and everything else that may have happened. So it's, uh, it's pretty terrific uh, as far as kind of uplifting. I know he did one with the entire original cast of Hamilton. I was to say, yeah, the second one is pretty great. He actually surprises a little girl on her 10th birthday who uh, couldn't go see the show. Uh, she had plans to go see the show and uh, obviously that got canceled. They just posted that instead of that, they'd watched Mary Poppins returns to get their Lin-Manuel Miranda fix, uh, which of course upset Emily Blunt, who was also present for that uh, as she lives with John Krasinski. So that was yeah. kind of a fun little play there. I did manage to catch that one with Hamilton. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The only difference, I guess, with uh, those late night shows and our setup is, well, they have more updated equipment. <laughs> I'm, record- <laughs> I'm recording yeah. this on a MacBook that's about 10 years old. Like I said, Colbert for the first week was just doing it on his iPad. Now they've set him up. They shipped him a camera. He's got some sophisticated Sony something there in his house now and clearly better mics and a little better lighting. But I think Fallon's still doing it off an iPhone. Yeah. 
just given how much it moves in the sound quality. Like, I don't think they've improved it at all, which I actually kind of like. Everything's yeah. got a, like public access feel to it, which I really enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how the transition is going to be once everything goes back to, I mean, obviously everything's not going to go back to exactly the way everything was, uh, but having experienced the sort of like rough and tumble setup, uh, even amongst the celebrities, to kind of see that uh, glossy look once more, it's going to, I think, bring attention to (laughs) just how much work goes into the shows. Or even just bring into question how necessary it is. You know, it's one of those things where you go, is this just excess or... Right. That's what I was going to say. Maybe some of this will spark some um, inventiveness and some new creative ideas. Because I feel like we've done a lot of recycling lately. So maybe uh, this will help get people back to doing something new and creative. And that's the other thing that I think has been kind of inspiring too, is people just taking to the internet for lack of a better resource and just doing something. Uh, There's a couple of podcasts that I listened to or used to listen to that were recordings of live shows and things like that. And they've gotten together and now they're doing, you know, these 16 person read throughs. The other day, my wife and I watched a a read through of the pilot of the nanny with all the original cast members Uh, at their present ages doing it all via you know webcams and it was it was interesting it was just uh, it was one of those things where you go this is weird and cool and fun and uh, i think we want to see it almost as much as they need to do it kind of thing where you know they've run out of stuff to do or they're bored and it's like yeah why not that's a very weird niche thing but let's I, i'll watch it even got the lady to sing the theme the, the lady that wrote the theme theme song to sing it live which i thought was pretty funny way to start the thing off and there's more and more i'm finding that are doing that or they're just doing uh table reads or stage not even stage readings i guess they're just table reads uh of either seasons that aren't being shot now because they're on hiatus or of previous episodes i'm trying to think there's a couple other shows i'd uh, i want to say Battle, no, is Firefly might be doing that? I don't know, something I saw online earlier today. They were showing some sci-fi, there was a sci-fi show that was going to get their cast together and do another table read, which I was like, that's really clever way to spend the time, and it's, they're oddly interesting to watch. Are there any uh, streaming services or just uh, any apps that you guys have like discovered that you hadn't prior to the lockdown? Or Mine, mine is Criterion Channel. I'm kind of a sucker for those indie yeah. and foreign movies. And uh, nice. they'll sometimes sneak in some. Well, they they, uh, they introduce like old Hollywood stuff. There was a, a collection of uh, early Humphrey Bogart before anybody knew who he was. Uh, they just recently put up, I think, maybe about 10 or 12 movies of uh, with uh, Rita Hayworth. So anything like that for you guys? I know I rediscovered some. I, as much as I have loved and usually love television, it's been a long time since I've had the uh, opportunity to just sit down and watch a lot of it. So I was looking at it. Was, it's probably been you know five, six months since I had been on Netflix up until about a month ago, just because it's just out of sight, out of mind kind of stuff. Uh, or I find myself opening up things going, well, I'm paying for this Disney Plus. I should probably watch something on this right now and <laughs> throwing something on and going, we're watching this. It's the Great Mouse Detective. I don't know what this is, but I, I remember seeing this as a kid and you two are going to love it. And we did. It was fun. And it was uh, it was one of those things that I wouldn't have seeked out or thought to do unless I went, I want to justify having this subscription. So now I need to <laughs> go on here and find something to watch. We were poking around in a uh, in a streaming service. It's an app called Tubi, T-U-B-I TV. It's got some commercials in it, but it's really limited. In a 90-minute movie, there might be three really short commercial breaks, one or two commercials, and then that's it. 
there's some pretty cool obscure picks some pretty cool well-known stuff then there's some pretty awful terrible stuff that uh <laughs> that uh like a car wreck you can't take your eyes off it some of it's like oh some of it's like like uh what is that movie the room only uh somebody made this in 1958 or somebody made this uh, somewhere in the 60s some 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 pretty bad, fascinating stuff, but some also a lot of old TV series on Tubi. And then the other one we've been watching a lot, or at least had on in the house here, especially the missus has had on uh, Blueprint, B-L-U print. Normally it's a pay service, but at least for the past few weeks, and I think for about another month, they're doing some sort of uh, making their content open. And it's basically a network of primarily crafting and cooking. There's a lot of stuff in there, sewing, quilting, knitting, uh, various kinds of cuisine. But there's also some stuff on photography. And I've just loaded up my whole queue with a bunch of stuff on how to make better uh, videos and pictures using your Android phone. And so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of how-to kind of stuff, DIY and how-to, but mostly stuff in the house. So it's pretty appropriate for what's going on right now. And a cooking show with Al Roker and, and some fun stuff. Yeah, I think the biggest stuff that I've seen that I didn't know about, well, I think it's just kind of come about because of the current state of things is just like all the places that have stepped up to do like online karate lessons for the kids or yoga for the family and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of cool to see that these places that would normally have lessons that you have to go to, you can now do it online and they're offering it free and it's, it's just cool. I did find one thing that was new. Glenn Higgins might be his name. It's uh, it's this guy that does kind of various kids movie themed workouts so it's uh but he'll dress up like a jedi and it's it's a jedi workout and it's clearly unaffiliated in any way shape or form with star wars but he'll do a bunch of like 30 second reps or something and then a five second rest and he'll do them for about five minutes and it'll be you know jedi crunches and the my my kids will my two boys will go nuts for it and then we'll switch it over and it's like oh there's a sith training video and it's the same exact workout pretty much just with different names and in a different order then i'll do an avengers one and you know he'll dress up like captain america and and do a bunch of stuff and those have those have proven pretty interesting it keeps their attention my my four-year-old loves them uh he's a big spider-man fan so whenever spider-man comes out and it's just he's just doing squats but they add a web throw into it but it's just squats but he's having a blast doing it (laughs) what's the name again the gentleman's name is glenn higgins with two n's g-l-e-n-n uh i forget there's a i want to say it's like kids workout or it's something very plain like that so it's actually harder to find by its name than by his yeah it's a youtube yeah he's got his own channel there's probably about a dozen of these different videos and there's other more obscure things or more things that my two boys won't be interested in you know there's girlier things for lack of a better word but uh yeah they get a real kick out of you know the the iron man like punching in the air kind of thing and it gives them an excuse to go get lightsabers out of the room when it switches back to the jedi training and actually there'll be stuff where you have to actually parry and repost and do some actual sword work with it so they love having uh, an excuse to bust that out they think they're real really training today was weird apparently they got so bored upstairs because my kids are on spring break and my wife also works for a school so she's been working from home but everybody but me was off today upstairs (laughs) walked in to find my wife and my eight-year-old playing chess on the tv uh, it was some sort of i don't know if it's through xfinity or what they had found some sort of games thing that they were playing with the remote control and after about three or four minutes of just sitting there, I realized that nobody knew how to play chess. 
that neither of them knew how to play chess. And, it, and they just kept watching, go, yeah, put that over there. And I go, you can't put that there. And they're like, don't tell us what to do. And I was like, no, no, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> and then they tried to, well, why can't I move this guy? I go, because it's a bishop. Bishops don't move like that. They're like, well, this other guy moves like that. I go, I know, he's a rook. What are you talking about? And I was like, I had no idea. I, I got why the eight-year-old didn't know, but I was just like, why did you guys choose to play chess if neither of you know how to play? Perfect time to learn. Yeah, it's getting it's getting uh, dire times upstairs right now. They're, they're trying to keep the boys not bored is proving more and more difficult. But I have turned a little bit more. Uh, it's been a long time. I'm not a big video game guy as I've gotten older, but uh, I actually recently, as part of cleaning my basement, which is my like goal as part of this, found my original Xbox from the early 2000s, dug out my actual it's actually right next to me here my actual favorite game of all time the uh ea sports mvp baseball 2005 edition uh and i've been borderline obsessed with that for the last couple of days in 2005 me and all my college friends uh fired the entirety of the detroit tigers and hired ourselves in that game greg you're there too i don't know if you're aware of that you're our backup first baseman nice <laughs> and uh so we're 32 and oh right now this season we're having a real, real good season. That's because you got a right-handed backup first baseman. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember when we set it up years ago, too. It was like 15 years ago. Like, we went into great detail with people. Like, what would your number be? And do what, you know, because you get to pick, like, their music that they enter to, all this stuff. And it's also, it's just very weird to go back and look at it and go, oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And having to make updates on people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot Chris shaved his beard off. I should go take that off of him. <laughs> Just because somehow it, I don't know if it's giving me control or what, but yeah, I'm having a blast. I'm going, my old landlord is one of our pitchers. I was like, this is a weird time. I don't remember why we included all these people. <laughs> doing a little more video gaming and then my my eight-year-old is obsessed with animal crossing so when the new one came out he was very happy to be able to grab that so there's been a lot more of that might actually be more of what the the kids are watching than actual videos or movies or anything is is that and somehow in my head i go that's educational somehow it's it involves your mind being active it's better than holding a youtube screen up eight inches from your face at least you got a little hand-eye coordination you got to think about it it's very funny when he comes up to me and goes i have to get on early on sunday because i'll miss the turnip lady if i don't i go i don't know what any of this means but but go ahead if you need to sign on for a couple of minutes early on sunday morning to get the turnips but, but it's uh, i don't know the game well but apparently it's all in real time and if you go to bed like your characters live on in real time in this little island you set up it's kind of like the sims but much cuter because they're everybody's like critters and things and just walk around doing weird stuff buying like logs from an old sea captain that shows up one day and it's just a very strange game but yeah it's these like once you like once you miss the turnip lady for the week you do have to wait seven days for her to come back so yeah so he was an easter celebration there is no it is it is uh uh, what is it right now it's egg day they're celebrating uh this weekend Uh, so he's been collecting and crafting all sorts of egg related things. And I was like, you get that it's Easter, right? He goes, no, it's egg day. I go, the timing of it is suspicious. Don't you think? (laughs) They know their audience. Oh yeah. Yeah. My, my boys are reveling in the fact that I'm not kicking them off of the computer really at all. Um, all you hear is them yelling at their friends through the game 24 seven. Also Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we actually got the Animal Crossing. They were talking about it. I don't know if they managed to 
to order it or not. Tyler wanted the special Animal Crossing Switch, and I know that didn't happen, but yeah, no, so did Ben. Um, I was like, no we man. got the Zelda Switch, so we're good. Yeah, we got regular Type One, and it works with all the games. You don't need a new skin on the three hundred dollar machine. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I think the only other thing that that like Al's been doing is so he's a marching band in high school. So he's had to figure out all this Zoom stuff because they had drum major and section leader training on Zoom so that they can do Zoom auditions next week. So he's auditioning for drum major and section or section leader, whichever he gets chosen for. But they could do it by Zoom next week. So it's interesting. I saw something earlier. Somebody had set up a drum kit on a treadmill so that they could practice their marching band. <laughs> I did see that too. That was hilarious. That's <laughs> dedication. Yeah. And the good news is, is it looks like tomorrow, tomorrow, no Saturday, they're going to actually try to start doing uh, Saturday night live again, live from home at 1130 this weekend. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I think it, it's already says it's going to be pretty weekend update heavy. <laughs> which makes sense, <laughs> but, uh, some pre-recorded things and just some other things. Uh, yeah. Orig- it's, it'll be all original material. They said, so it's not just like a clip show. Yeah. Was it content from week, uh, include weekend update and other original content from cast members. So I'm guessing <laughs> they're probably making small movies at home while this is happening. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting thing too, just to see. That was one of the weird thoughts I had early on was you could probably just do like an hour and a half weekend update. That seems easy enough to do from someone's table. (laughs) I don't know. One of the things I know in talking with Greg and when we were putting our things together, like season wise, as far as getting back in the theater, we've kind of, at least for now, made the decision to basically not cancel anything. We're basically in the postponing phase until we get everything out, which I think is, is kind of wise. I've noticed, especially theatrically, there's a lot of people that are just calling it quits, which is kind of sad, especially when some people are so close and it's so easy. And then, uh, you know, some people are, I think postponing is a really great methodology and it, especially if you've already worked on it and already put the effort into it. So uh, I'm kind of excited for that when it can come out. And we've actually done a couple of things via social media and online cameras and things to, to do, you know, very small, either rehearsals or just get togethers and things like that through the theater, which has been really cool. And yeah, we're excited to get hundreds of people in a room again, because that's going to be the all clear we're looking for. <laughs> when they're like, yeah, you can have groups of 20 again. I'm not going to be like, that doesn't help us at all, but cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think for our group, it's it's nice that we're able to discuss the the postponing and whatnot. Having a high schooler with the school year being done, we can't really say that we're postponing the the spring show because half of our cast are seniors and they're going to be in college when we get back to class. So that's kind of an interesting place to be in because we've got to figure out now, is there something we can do if the all clear were to happen in June? Are we at a point where we could maybe throw something together? Probably not because we had just gotten started when everything, you know, shut down, you know, but then there's the cost of the rights and everything that were already paid for. So you got to find out, you know, figure out that part of it. And I know at one point MTI was offering uh, like a, an addendum or whatever to your contract where you could live stream it. But again, we went from the you can have 50 people down to 10 people now, no people. And, you know, we were going to do Beauty and the Beast and you can't do that with 10 people. But like the opening number has more than that in it. So, um, you know, it's great that we're in a place where we can talk postponement rather than cancellation. And it's a hard thing. I mean, we're theater people. And one of the things that we theater people, theater <laughs> people and one of the things we thrive on is the the connection. You know, it's, it's the 
One of the things that's really become uh, painfully pointed during this lockdown is the separation and just the experience of seeing things through a screen, through the distance of my sister came by the other day and uh, she made some some face masks. Uh, she came by the house. She came up, put them on the porch. Then she retreated to her car. And then we went out on the porch and the the physical distance and the separation. And I think that's one of the things that that people go to the theater for is the connection. I love the movies. We've been talking about movies here for a half hour, right? But it's just a whole different kind of experience. And the community and communal nature of the thing is deeply and sorely missed. And certainly while we're huddled at home and worried for our families and our loved ones and, and watching, because one of the things that's been on my screen a lot, but then I'll, we've mentioned this at all, is, is the, uh, the news from the world outside and the world around us, that, that there's only so much of it that at my house that we can allow into our house, that at a certain point, it just becomes overwhelming and um, really heavy to carry. And at a certain point, it's like, okay, it's time to put on Andy Griffith into the world of black and white in a simpler time. And while we're certainly worried about that and how our lives are going to change and the lives that are being changed by this virus, and what is it going to be like? What will life be like when this too passes? Um, we still just miss one another and miss, miss connecting with each other uh, on, a, on a physical and friendship level and then doing the thing that we do and sharing that with live audiences. It's a whole new appreciation for it. When I was uh, reading about the, you know, theaters being able to live stream for a brief period of time, it kind of reminded me of what you always say that, you know, without the the doers and the watchers, you just, you, you have rehearsal. Got to have the watchers in order to have it be a show. Right. Yeah. I figured that was about as appropriate and poignant a place to end the conversation. Special thanks to Greg Trescoma, Katie Pavlik, and Joe Colosi from the Warren Civic Theater for joining me. Uh, we recorded that on April 9th. This episode of Warren Upstage was produced and edited by Lewis Kerman. That is me. To hear more of our podcasts, be sure to check out mywarren.org. That's miwarren.org. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>